there, it's Jen. Welcome to See and Free Studio. It's so good to have you. You know, we talk a lot about what makes us unique, special, and different on this show. And sometimes when we find our USD, we like to share it with others, sometimes through teaching, through selling our products and services, through community outreach, and sometimes we like to write about it. And my next guest knows a lot about writing books. Honore Quarter is an executive and a strategic publishing coach. She's a TEDx speaker and author of more than 50 books. Two of her most prominent are You Must Write a Book and co-author of the Miracle Morning Book series. She not only writes books, but helps professionals and entrepreneurs write, publish, promote, and just make money for their book and their business. She's a real badass, and she's here all, to tell us all about her USD. Welcome, Honore. Hello, fancy meeting you here. How are yes, you? Yes, I'm good, how are you? I am so good. How are things in Nashville, Tennessee these days? Absolutely gorgeous, it's 70 degrees outside, and last week it was seven. <laughs> and snowing. <laughs> yes, you guys Never know. had some crazy weather. <laughs> Absolutely crazy. Well, um, you know, Honore, you want to tell people just a little bit about yourself and, and what you're up to these days? Sure. You really encapsulated my life in a sentence. I help people to write, publish, and monetize their books. So whether they want to um, write a nonfiction book to help them to gain exposure in their business or position themselves as the expert in their field, um, help lots of people more than they can help in their everyday practices. Um, I'm the person that they come to to help them to go from blank page to book that is making money for them, uh, both through book royalties and also through generating new business with their books. And so I think, you know, the, the cool thing is not only do you write books yourself, but then you help other people to write and publish their books. Has that been something that you've um, always known you would like to do? Uh, and is, is writing just in your blood? Actually, no, I don't have the, I wrote stories under the covers when I was five origin story. I actually was full into my business and executive coaching business. And I did corporate training and motivational speaking. And I met uh, Mark Victor Hansen and he said, oh, you have to write a book. Everybody is an expert. Everyone says they're the expert, but every expert has one thing in common and it's that they have a book. So I took his advice and I wrote a book and then I wrote another book. And along the way, I was learning valuable lessons and distinctions and those sorts of things. And pretty soon my coaching practice turned into a book uh, coaching practice, teaching people how to write and publish their books. And so it wasn't something I always knew that I wanted to do, but it's definitely something that since I've been doing it, I feel like I'm home. I feel like I'm doing the right thing. Yeah, which is, that's a lot of what we want to help people to do with this podcast is to find, you know, the thing that fuels them, drives them. Um, and obviously that's an outcome of, of who you are, but do you want to tell everybody what your USD is, what your unique, special, and different is? Um, I see how a book fits into someone's business and how they can use their education, their experience, their knowledge, um, and everything else, every other road that they've been on to come together and bring it into book form and then help them to get that out into the world. 
You, you t and you talked about that, like just, you know, your own evolution to discover that about yourself uh, and, and for yourself. Uh, it, you know, I, I'm wondering for you are, do you, are you, are there things that you notice that people kind of go through to get past that point of like, I know these things and now I want to write a book about these things and I want to share it with others. Uh, are, what do you notice most about that process and what people have to go through to, to make that transition? Well, the number one thing that I hear is people say, I keep hearing I have to write a book. I'm telling my story to people and they're saying, you really need to write a book about that. You need to publish a book. And the journey that people go through usually starts with, well, who am I to write a book? Or there are already books on this topic. What would I have to add that's unique, special and different, right? What, what would I be able to add to the, to the conversation that would be valuable to anyone? And then finally, hopefully they're sooner than later, they're able to connect the dots between their special and different and their message and what they can say in only their voice that someone can hear coming only from them with what could be a common story of triumph over um, a car accident or cancer or bankruptcy or divorce or something like that, right? We, they're, what are we told? There are 12 common themes and we all fall into one of those themes. And yet what I found is that when someone is able to put their message down on paper, they are able to connect with people who have heard that same message perhaps hundreds of times from other people and it never went in, it never really mattered until they heard the message from that particular author. Does that make sense? It, it completely makes sense because you said that to me when you and I met. I was talking about my own insecurities about, you know, do I have anything that the world needs to hear? You know, I don't know that I have anything of value uh, that hasn't been said before. And you said, well, just because somebody else has said it doesn't mean they've it's the how, it's it's maybe how you package it up and how you say it that could make a difference and resonate with somebody. That was so uh, helpful for me, Honoré. It was the best advice okay. ever. Yes, and it helped me even with, with the podcast. So thank you for that, because I think there are many messages about finding you know that drive inside yourself out there. But if, if the way that we're doing it through CN Free Studio just reaches you know one person and can make an impact for them because it's it's how we're doing it that's what matters. So thank you for that advice. It was it was fantastic, and I very much appreciate it. You're welcome. My pleasure. Yes. Well, I, speaking of advice, I mean, has anybody in your uh, you know your life um, and in your career really uh, shaped? how you approach the world, that, that USD, and really made an impact on you. Oh, gosh, the list of my mentors is super long. Um, I was just thinking of when you were just talking about that point of like, who am I to put the message into the world? Sometimes I give the example of it's Tony Robbins versus Brene Brown. Some people will resonate with Tony Robbins and some people will resonate with Brene Brown, but they are very different in their styles. And if either one of them had said, well, the other person already is talking about this, I should just not say anything, then they would miss out. So I would count Tony as one of my mentors. I would count Brene and I speak of them you know, by their first names because I feel like I've spent so much time with them individually. Um, Jim Rohn, Maxwell Maltz, the author of Psycho-Cybernetics. Jim, uh, Jim Rohn, I probably just uh, brought him up twice because he's so impactful. 
um, to me, the list of mentors that I have connected with all through their books, incidentally, um, have informed and influenced how I look at the world and how I am in the world. And I'm very interested in um, some of the great teachers who made their mark in Stoicism. So Marcus Aurelius and Epictetus, the, those folks are um, long gone, but their messages live on and they speak to me still. And, and so, you know, we talked about the fact that while you didn't necessarily write a lot as a child, it sounds like you've been reading a lot for a really long time. <laughs> <laughs> Has reading always been something that you enjoy and, the, and the, the, like you said, teaches you lessons, helps you get through challenges? Yes, yes. I, I had a, a, a childhood that included lots of reading. So all of the all of the books that may not even be popular now or that anybody would have heard of, but Nancy Drew and Trixie Belden and those sorts of books. And then moving into um, older literature as I was in school and always just finding escape and knowledge and information in the form of books. And something that is somewhat known about me is that I was a foster kid and I was on my own very early and so there were gaps in my knowledge, things that I didn't learn from my parents because I didn't have them for some of the time. And what I realized in my early 20s, mid 20s, late 20s, and have come to again and again was that if I could read, I could figure out how to do something it's usually somewhere. So I didn't know how to cook, but if I could follow a recipe, if I could read a recipe and I could follow directions, not always true, right? <laughs> Sometimes my direction following is game is a little loose. Um, but if I could follow uh, the directions and I could read, then I could teach myself how to do something. And that's how I learned how to cook and to sew and to clean and to parent and to be a good friend and Right. I, I just remembered another book, Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People. If you're not taught how to do something, you can learn how to do it. Someone's written a book about it and you can go and learn how to do it from an author almost always. Yeah, that's that's good. I mean, uh, thank you for sharing and and uh, and just just your story about the fact, you know, it, it helped you uh, solve a gap that you saw um, in your own learning, your own experience, not having people in your life that were necessarily teaching you those things, but how reading really helped you get through that and, and learn, learn a lot about the world uh, and how to cook, apparently. So, <laughs> um, you know, it's uh, debatable. It, it's it's right. debatable if I actually know how, but I was, I, I didn't miss a meal. Let's put it that way. That's, good. <laughs> That's really good. Um, you know, when you think about now, you're, you're obviously, you're, you're helping other people to teach through writing their books. Um, and, you know, are there any things from your perspective that you feel like I, when it comes to doing these things well and helping other people convey their message and teach through through writing, that you feel like is, is your superpower, the thing that you really rely on and how you help other people? Um, well, I see the monetization opportunities for people, for the authors that I work with and their businesses. I see um, somehow I, my superpower is really seeing how does the book fit into your business and then how can you turn it into different streams of income? 
I think a different superpower that I have, one that's even more important, is my ability to connect with people who doubt themselves and who wonder if they are the right person to be doing what they're doing and to say, come on, you can absolutely do it. Like for whatever reason, people tend to listen to me when I tell them that they can do something when their own internal voice tells them that they can't. And that's my favorite. That's my favorite thing is to talk to someone. My The people in my mastermind call it, I call it ESPN. I'll say, oh, I have ESPN. But they say, you always call me right when I need it. And you always know exactly what to say. It's like you have some sixth sense. And I do seem to be very tuned into people that I'm connected to on a deeper level. And I love being able to speak to people and encourage them right when they need it most, because isn't that when we need encouragement? <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, yes. And, you know, I, I think the one thing I, I, I now I'm learning from you a lot about the, the publishing world and you talk a lot about that. It's like you can not only make money from your book in the in the message that your book sends, but it helps your business. And I think, you know, for, for people to find that one, you for you to have your ESP and <laughs> and to see inside, you know, <laughs> what what what's unique and special about them help them convey that through through writing and then go one step further and find a way to make money doing that, um, which is, is fabulous because I would love for everyone to, to have that that you know that opportunity where they find what makes them unique, special and different. And then they get to do that for a living. Uh, that that is um, yes. kind of ultimately one of one of my goals as well is to help people find a way to do that. Um, and, and it sounds like you are doing just that with what you know, with what you're yeah. practicing. Um, you know, I was going to ask you um, as far as, uh, you know, your own writing, uh, and kind of taking time for yourself to convey your own messages. Are you able to do that and balance that with helping other other people? And then if so, do you have anything coming up for, for you that, uh, that you can tell us about? Um, so yes, I actually guard my writing time like it is inviolate. Um, it is the time that I spend every day. And my goal now is just 250 words because I'm mastering the new craft of fiction writing. And again, I use the word mastering loosely because I'm not sure that um, anyone would confuse me with a master um, in that area. But I do carve out that time for myself because I do think that I have to fill my own cup before I have anything for anyone else. Um, and so that's, that's the spoiler alert is that at some point I will release fiction and I am relying on my own um, words of, oh, you can do it. So just keep doing it. Just keep putting one foot in front of the other. I kind of put myself in the, the coach E seat and I play coach to myself. So I'll, what would you tell yourself if you weren't you? Well, you can do it. So just sit down and do it and stop listening to the part of you that says, oh, just write not more nonfiction because that's easy and you can do that. And just keep doing the hard things. Honoré, you can do hard things. Just keep doing the hard things. And eventually the hard things become easy if you, if you do them long enough. So Yeah. Pushing, pushing yourself out of your comfort zone. That's, you know, that's real, real, real growth comes from. I think I asked you not too long ago what the big difference is in writing nonfiction and fiction. Um, what are you noticing as you're going through that process? Um, well, nonfiction is reporting in a way. It's saying, here's what I know. 
and here's my experience and here's my education and I'm just taking what I have in my head already and putting it on paper. Whereas fiction is completely made up and sometimes I think I know what's going to happen and then my fingers do something else. <laughs> the characters want to do something else, which is very interesting to me. I love it. I love it. Um, and, uh, you know, as, you, as you're talking to people going forward, I would love, you know, if there's somebody out there right now that's watching this and they're saying, I have something I want to share with the world, uh, how, do, how do they get started? What would be the first step that you'd recommend that they do um, so that they can start to share their USD with, with the rest of the world? Well, you know, from taking my class, there are lots of first things, right? So the the first, the very first thing is um, to ask what is in it for you. What would your book be doing for you, and what would your book be doing for your business? And then the second first thing is to identify who you're writing for and what you would want the book to teach them. What are they wanting to learn from the book, and what are you wanting to teach them in the book? And putting all of that together. Um, in an outline and putting your thoughts down on paper. And I call it in, in the form of questions. My suggestion is to put it in the form of questions. What are the questions people are asking you about your experience, your education, your expertise, your knowledge, those sorts of things. And what do you wish they would ask you? What should they be asking you that they don't even know? Yeah, that's great. That's great advice. And you know, what the other thing I think that, um, that you didn't really speak to, but I, I've noticed about you is that you're creating a community of people who are, are all on that same path. Um, and, and I didn't realize just the complexity of, of what that, <laughs> what kind of community you need to have in order <laughs> to, to write and publish a book. You know, yeah. we've, I've learned a lot about that from you, about uh, everything from designing your cover, um, you know, to having proofreading and yeah. editing. And I mean, it's, it's a true community of people who are vested in you and helping you get that message out and, and answer those questions for people. Um, and I think you're great at, at bringing that community together. Thank you so much. Of course, it, it takes a village, right? It really does take a number of people to put all of the pieces together because no one writes, edits, proofreads, graphic designs, interior designs, writes the copy and publishes the book all on their own. You have to have, a, or if you have, and I actually did that. I actually did that the first time and it was it was an epic failure because I didn't know what I didn't know and it didn't turn out well for me. But once I knew the community I needed, and I love that term, once I knew the the book bench, right, my professional bench of people, I've been able to do much better work because I was putting those folks around me. Yeah, no, I think, and that's a, that's a really good message, I think, for, for people watching is, you know, we all have our unique, special, and different, and we also need other people with their unique, special, and different. Um, and, and, you know, the, the more yes. you can create that community of like-minded but complementary skill sets and abilities and passions and strengths, uh, the better. Uh, and you've shown us that and then the work you've, you've done uh, with, with teaching people how to publish. Um, you know, Honoré, there's a part in the in the show, and um, it's showed, by the way, is just being released right now, and, and we're, we're taping it as people are starting to get used to, yeah. to the format. But one of the things I like to do is called random questions, and you get a pick between 1 and 25, and whatever number you pick is the question that you get. So what number would you like? Number 8, please. 
All right. Okay. Um, what is one shift you'd like to see in the world and how would it make a difference? The one shift I'd like to see in the world is for people to be kind to each other all the time, to stop criticizing and start being kind. Yeah. And I think the natural outcome is, uh, and how this would be done is rather than pointing a finger at someone and saying they should be doing something, we should put ourselves in their shoes and treat them as though we are them. And I think how that would make a huge difference is we would take care of each other better. We would be better with each other and what we put out comes back to us. So then it would just be this never ending cycle of awesomeness. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's, that's fantastic. Uh, speaking of a cycle of awesomeness, uh, we like to give back to the community um, here at Seeing Free, but also to thank you for participating uh, to help you um, highlight an organization that you really care about. And you um, would like to support the, I guess it's Children and Family Services um, there in Nashville. Would you like to tell people a little bit about it, why, you know, why it's important to you and, and how people can get involved? Yes, so uh, Family and Children's Services is an organization I'm proud to serve on the board. I am actually the only board member who was once a foster child. So I was a uh, product um, or a recipient of the services that they provide. Um, not this particular uh, organization because I didn't grow up in Nashville. But um, Family and Children's Services provides counseling, um, placement, money, all sorts of resources for people who are going through a tough time, either temporarily or permanently. And I've been on the board for just over a year and it's some of the best um, and most fulfilling work that I get to do. Yeah. And, and you have a unique experience um, and that's invaluable to help them understand and, and be empathetic to the people that um, they're supporting. Um, on the board, and I would like everyone to be able to support more families and children who um, who need our help uh, in, in many different ways. It sounds like Honoré, and you you talked about your own um, experience. So please, everyone, you know, uh, at the end of the show, we'll have the QR code go back up, and you can uh, just take a picture of it with your camera and, and be able to donate to uh, Family and Children's Services. And you can also do that in your own communities. Um, and so find out you know, who they are in your communities that are helping these families and children. And, and please uh, donate and get involved like Honoré has. It, it makes such a difference. Um, you know, Honoré, with that, uh, is there any advice uh, you know, that you would have liked to have given yourself many, many, many years ago um, to help you kind of find your USD and free it a little faster. Oh gosh, well, because we just went back to the to the days of me being a foster kid in my head, um, I guess the advice would be to keep working on yourself and that everything's gonna turn out okay. Just never give up. Yeah, I like it. And write it yeah. down, write it down. <laughs> I mean, I think Honoré has yeah. taught us like how important um, having that visual cue to remind you you're going to be okay 
um, and you're going to get through this uh, is so important. And I, I do that for myself. I, I mean, I put C and free everywhere, even behind me, <laughs> um, to remind me of my USD and how to and how to stay stay strong um, through through challenging times. And Honoré, you're a great reminder of that um, and your story as well. And I so appreciate you being open and sharing that with us. Thank you for having me. This has been such a wonderful conversation. And I truly appreciate you mentioning family and children's services here as well. That yes. means so much. Good, good. All right, let's let's make sure that we give back to family and children's services. And I want to thank Honoré for showing uh, us a glimpse into the world of writing and publishing books. Um, she is a, a great mentor and a great coach. I highly recommend, although this is not a sales pitch, I highly recommend you go check out um, Honoré's uh, work and, and connect with her. Uh, she was very open with me and helping me navigate this world. So please do that. And with that, uh, I think we're going to wrap up the show today. Uh, I want to make sure everybody comes back and subscribes. You can visit us at cnfreestudio.com. You can hit us on YouTube or you can find us on LinkedIn. And we may be releasing the podcast to a number of other uh, audio podcast channels. And we'll let you know what those are as uh, we release the, the show. But thanks again for coming and uh, get out there and see and free your USD.